Hi, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Patriot Talk for this 2021 school year. My name is Mandy Schoen, and I will be your host. A little bit of background information on me. I am a junior, and last year, Eric was the podcast editor, but he graduated. So I am taking over the Patriot Talk legacy, and I really hope that I can make content that people relate to and that people want to listen to. So yeah, that's my goal. Every episode, I want to start off with a little news segment. So I feel like this episode, we have to talk about the football game on September 4th. We played the Gaithersburg Trojans in we won, I believe, 13-0. So this was definitely a defining moment in my high school experience because this was my first time seeing the football team win. My freshman year, they didn't win one game, so it was definitely really exciting. I think that the upperclassmen came back this year with a newfound spirit, especially after being gone for so long. I think we really stepped up and I've always seen these other Montgomery County schools like Whitman and QL with such a big student section and so much spirit. And I feel like we were really lacking that my freshman year. It was just such a great energy that we created when everybody was into the game and standing up. And I really enjoyed the game. And I think it was such a great feeling to win and I'm very excited for the next home game which is against Churchill our rivals on September 24th. So if you're not planning on coming to the Churchill game I strongly recommend you do because it was a really important part of the high school experience in my opinion and the more people that come out the more spirit we'll have. Speaking of football games and everything I cannot believe how much I took for granted in-person school. I am generally so much happier every day, like the little things, like hearing the marching band going through the halls on the pep rally days. My body fills with serotonin. And also just like lunch and walking with my friends in between classes. It's so much better. And I feel like I'm doing so much better in school too because I can actually focus and I'm not just laying in my bed and having the Zoom play in the background as I scroll through my phone. I can't imagine going back to online school, and I really hope that we don't because I feel like we all just need to be in person so badly. That being said, the workload switch has been huge. I was a sophomore last year, and I'm a junior this year, and everyone knows that junior year is infamous for being the hardest year. But adding on top of that, the switch from going from barely any work, from having only four classes a day and from having an hour at lunch and much more free time to junior year, back to seven classes a day, sports, more homework. It is a really hard switch. And I know everyone in my grade and in every grade is going through that. I do know that the teachers were told to go easy on us the first week, so I'm a little nervous for what's to come in the future, but the no stress to a bunch of stress transition is just making this all harder. I don't feel like I was properly prepared, and I think that the Wooden environment just makes it so much harder. I was talking to my counselor the other day, 
and I was debating whether or not to switch one of my classes to an AP class with much more of a workload. And she was asking me why, and I was telling her, everyone around me seems to be doing so much more, and I want to push myself, and it's probably just the wooden environment. And she goes, this, this, that's not the wooden environment, honey. That's the wooden sickness. Since I've had a lot of people talk to me about how they don't know how to handle the sudden switch in workload, I thought it'd be fitting to share some advice. So I know that it's sometimes difficult to prioritize de-stressing activities. I know for me, I have so much to do in a day that why would I make time for going on a walk outside when I have practice, I have homework. But I think one of the best ways to not get overwhelmed is to identify at least three things that you know calm you down and de-stress you and allow you to not think about any issues. So whether that's watching like a trashy reality TV show or listening to music or going on a hike or anything, reading, journaling, sleeping, (laughs) I think that you should identify at least three of these activities and incorporate them all into your week at least once. I know that it's easier said than done, but if you don't do these calming activities, you're going to burn yourself out. So it's really important to make the time for them. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter as much as you think it does. It's more important to be focusing on how you feel right now than to be killing yourself just for the chance of getting into a college or a program in the future, we're all going to end up where we're meant to end up in the long run. Now, don't get me wrong. I love our school, but it is no secret that we have a very competitive environment here. And I feel like being back in person brings back some of that edge that makes you compare yourself to the people around you and want to take certain classes and get certain grades because it's expected at such a high rate here. And I think it's very telling that even my counselor is aware of it and has a name for it. To conclude this wooden sickness segment, I just want to talk about the more literal aspect instead of the metaphorical aspect because there is kind of a wooden sickness. I know that I've been really worried about possibly going back to online because of maybe COVID cases that could pop up. But I've talked to some teachers about it and they seem to think that the county really is going to make that their last resort and that there's not a super high chance of us going back online unless we absolutely have to. So that's all I know on the subject, but don't take my word for it. This past spring, juniors and seniors were extremely disappointed to find out that the class ASL3 had been canceled for a second year in a row. However, senior Anna Keneally started an Instagram campaign and managed to get the class back on the schedule. I talked to Anna to find out exactly how she did it. Hi, Anna. So what prompted you to begin this ASL revolution? Okay. Um, I joined 
ASL freshman year because I just didn't really want to take Spanish. And I know like that ASL is such an important skill to have. So I was like, I'm going to take not really thinking much of it. And then I became so passionate about it that when they um, canceled the third level during my junior year, I was really upset, but I didn't feel like there was anything I can do. And then I was under the impression we would get it back senior year. And then when, again, they said that we wouldn't get it back again, I realized again (laughs) that I might not have an outlet to learn ASL at a high level like this later in life. So I just, especially because it's not necessarily something I want to pursue, it's just something I enjoy. So I decided that I was going to take action because last year I sat on the sidelines and now we've gotten to this point where they broke their promise and they were again going to keep it from me. So I I just decided if no one else was going to do anything that I had to. Mm-hmm. I know that you're also president of the ASL club. So do you have any specific connections to the deaf community or is it just something that you realize you're passionate about once you started the class? Well, I started the ASL club as a response to um, having lost ASL three junior year because I really wanted to continue doing it in any capacity I could. And that seemed like the only way I could do it. Um, A good friend of mine that I've known since elementary school, her older sister is deaf and uses ASL. And I never could communicate with her, but I always like watched her signing and I, I haven't seen her in years, but it always kind of stuck with me. And when I saw that ASL was an option, and I just thought back to how hard it was for me to communicate with her. And I can't even imagine what it's like for her to be not included in all conversations, having to have an interpreter with her all the time. And I just felt like it was something that was so small that I could do that could improve the lives of other people because it's just accessibility for everyone else. So that's that's my real only connection, but I just, again, I didn't want to take Spanish. And then as I got into it and with Miss Clark as my teacher, I realized, wow, this is something that I really love and would love to continue doing. What steps did you take to get the attention of administration and which do you think was the most effective? So I started just by sending an email to my counselor and my ASL teacher because I got a letter saying, or I didn't even get a letter. I got a text from my friend saying, oh my gosh, ASL is canceled again. And I lost my mind. I was so upset. I was like out with my family and I literally, I sat down and I started texting people and emailing my counselor and emailing um, uh, my teacher. And then they didn't really, they weren't able to do anything because it wasn't something for them. So my next step was I emailed the um, principal secretary and set up a meeting with her for, but that meeting wouldn't, with the principal wouldn't be for about like four or five days. Mm-hmm. So in the span of four or five days, I decided that I needed to find some evidence that ASL was a class that was really appreciated at Wooten and that would be missed if they got rid of it. So I started the <laughs> online Instagram campaign that I did where I um, got a petition going that got over 300 signatures which I didn't expect at all. I was expecting maybe 50 just to show at least a little engagement. But then when I got 300, I was really blown away. And then um, we had email banking where everyone kind of blew up Miss Bolden's email. And then when I finally got to the meeting with Miss Bolden, I really think that was the most impactful, just seeing her face to face and letting her know how much this class meant to me and how much it meant to 
making Wooten a more accessible place. And then by, I printed out the petition and I kind of slid it across the table at the end. It was like, oh, by the way, I'm not alone in this. A bunch of other people agree with me. And I think that was the most effective because within 48 hours of that meeting, I got another email saying, actually, ASL is back. So <laughs> that was nice. Do you know the initial reason for canceling the class in the first place? And what was the eventual solution to getting it back? Yeah, so ASL was first canceled every year because they had allowed so many people to take the lower level class. Well, first, I'm going to start by saying we only have one ASL teacher, Miss Clark, and she's amazing, but she's our only teacher in the entire ASL department. And she, um, they kept allowing people into the ASL 1 and ASL 2 classes without thinking about her schedule. So she wasn't able to physically teach ASL all the ASL one classes along with the ASL two classes and the ASL three classes and they thought that people were taking ASL as a language filler and wouldn't really mind not taking ASL three which is not the case especially for me and obviously um, a bunch of other people agree because I I don't technically have to take ASL three I finished my language requirement but um I think by showing the interest that, hey, you can't do this and we're not going to let you do it anymore, really made them change their minds or at least see like, oh, we we were wrong. So it was canceled because of over um, overfilling the classes on lower levels and the solution. So it's not a perfect solution that I was able to come up with it with administration, but it's enough to buy me a little more time where I can figure or work with administration further and figure out a way to keep ASL3 permanently. But um, to get ASL3, we have one section of ASL3 for seniors mostly. Um, They get priority over it. And uh, it was made because they cut one ASL1 class. And the rationalization behind this was if we cut ASL1, students can still take all three levels for sophomore, junior, and senior year, but because it's the senior's last opportunity to do it, they're given priority for ASL3. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for people hoping to make their own change at Wooden? Because I know you did an amazing job of creating a real (laughs) impact. Um, I've never been a super brave or outspoken person, at least in my own mind. And I think just finding something that you really think is worth um, fighting for is step number one, because I don't think I would have gone that far out of my comfort zone if it just for anything like ASL means that much to me. And the accessibility for the deaf community means so much to me that I really thought it was worth putting myself out there. And I think my biggest advice is just go for it and be persistent. Like the worst anyone could possibly say is no, we can't do this. And they won't say that if you do your research, put in the work, like they can't physically say no to you wanting to do something good for your community. So my advice is just go for it, be persistent and do your research. Well, Anna, thank you so much for talking to me. I know that you helped so many people that were cut short of having a full language opportunity and I think you made a really huge impact on the wound community thanks so much for having me bye bye that concludes the very first episode of this year's patriot talk 
If you have any questions, comments, or you want to be featured on the podcast, make sure to reach out to myself or Common Sense newspaper and we'll get in touch. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed.